What's up? It's your pal Wenshikistoticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. As I'm sure some of you may have picked up, I'm a sucker for political compass memes, so it's not a stretch to assume that I'm also familiar with the YouTuber Dreg. Now, I'm not deep into his fandom, so I thought this episode would just be about having fun and taking a look at all the crackfic that people write about this man fucking different versions of himself. And we are going to do that, don't get me wrong. But there's also some pretty fucked up stuff going on in this fandom. Speaking of, today's fucked up meter rating is a 10 out of 10 for gore and rape and, duh, a Nazi. It's going to be a narration-heavy episode. As usual, the summaries will be toward the beginning and the narration to the end. But unlike usual, I will be covering the more fucked up content first. There is a fic called Meat Grinder on this episode, which, uh, ooh, it is the second fic. I'll only be covering content with the four extremists today and one with Dreg himself, so no side characters like Posadist, Libertarian, or Homo Nationalist will be making appearances. When I started off, I wanted to get all four of them in like pretty much equal time spots, but I ended up talking about my favorite characters the most. Like, Ancap is all over this episode, so is Kami. There's not that much Ancom and Nazi, though. I don't really care for them, because guess what? Real life already has enough lip left and authright conflict for me to find interactions between them that exciting. But anyway, let's get going, because we have a lot to cover today. I'm going to start off, as promised, with Ancap and Kami and a fit called Eat the Rich. But... It's a little less murdery than you'd expect. Ancat wants to be eaten and Kami will be doing the eating, which is strange because usually leftists will be the ones yelling, eat the rich because Miss Guillotine is thirsty for the blood of the bourgeoisie. It's not the rich wanting to be cannibalized because they get off on it. But Ancap is a different breed. No doubt that guy is into some kinky shit. There's no sex in this fic, but it's still pretty gross because... He's paying Kami to bite him, and like there are even bits where Kami tears off pieces of his flesh. And Cap passes out from all that blood loss, and Ancom and Kami have to wake him up and administer some first aid. There's there's a quote where Ancom says, "You look like you were mauled by a bear," and Ancap says, "I believe twunk is the correct term." I guess the fandom has decided that Dreg is a twunk. Good to know. And Ancap gets off to it, even when Kami pours rubbing alcohol into his wounds. That gotta hurt, bruh. But again, some kinky shit. And they wrap him up in gauze and Hello Kitty band-aids, and he's as good as new. But, like, not actually, because Kami's still going at him. He's still biting into his flesh. Uh, that's really the whole fake. My favorite thing about it, though, is actually the argument happening in the comments section over whether this counts as vor or just cannibalism. Dranibalism, if you will. So, if I'm clear, vor involves being swallowed whole, but there's also hard vor, which involves chewing. Or is, is vor when the person being eaten is still alive? The one thing I really am clear on is that all vor is cannibalism, but not all cannibalism is vor. Uh, I don't know exactly what distinguishes them, and I'm not about to look further into it, but things are sure heating up in the geranibalism fandom. Anyway, let's get to the most fucked up fic on the episode. It's nice and short, so we'll just get it over with. Normally, I don't cover stuff like this because it has, like children in it, not just teenagers. But in committing to the fucked up part of this fucked up episode, uh, sure. All right. Let's just get it over with. Let's do it. 
So in this fake, Ancap gets a new meat grinder. He has it installed in his shack where he keeps his 23 child brides. And he could have sworn, oh shit, there were 24 of them last time. So he's like, you bitches thought you could escape me? No. And then he taps his seven-year-old girl in the knee and puts her in the meat grinder head first. And while she's getting ground up, he, he just fucks her. And when she's all finished being turned into just ground beef he takes out the meat and he puts it in another girl's mouth and throat fucks it down her throat and she bites his cock so into the meat grinder with her too now next Ancap decides to do some urethral enlargement on a poor little boy and shove the meat up his cock quote until the boy's penis looked like it was bursting at the seams now i wasn't under the impression that penises had seams but this does have me wondering where penises would break if something too big got shoved into them. I don't know, maybe the cock and ball torture fandom has some answers for me because the cannibalism fandom clearly doesn't. So this kid is whining too much for Ancap's liking. So he just shoots him too and he cuts up his stomach and fucks his insides, but he slips on his organs and falls into the meat grinder and dies. I don't know, I guess organs could be slippery, but I'm not about to look that up. But uh, this fic would have been more effective if it had been actually well written, but it was done just for the shock value. And when you try to do just plain old shock value, most of the time it just doesn't work unless it's taken seriously too. And another thing, there's like two dozen children and only one ANCAP. They could totally overpower him or, or maybe they're chained up or something. I, or and Cap has his private security there to keep him safe. Basically, the only good thing I can say about this fic is that Ancap died at the end. Moving on to a less fucked up but probably weirder fic about Ancap. I told you he'd be all over this episode. I don't know why this exists, but there is really a fetish for everything. Someone wrote an Ancap ex-reader fic where he fucks your cremated ashes. That's literally the name, Ancap fucks your cremated ashes. I don't think I've ever been able to just take a fic name and use it as the episode title before, but all that changed when Ancap fucked my cremated ashes in true dreg fashion. I cannot tell how ironic it is, and I'm just going to read it because what the fuck? Here we go. Ancap grabs the beautiful urn which contained your recently cremated ashes. He couldn't help but feel his cock throbbing in his pants. He had never seen a cremated body as beautiful as the one he had in front of him at this moment. The smell of recently burned human flesh somehow made his dick even harder than it already was. He couldn't take it anymore. The anarchist took off his clothes in a hurry. He felt his most wild impulses take over him. He had never felt so aroused before. Not even his husband, Libertarian, made him feel such an intense feeling of lust. Once he was completely nude, he took the fragile porcelain recipient which contained your mortal remains and took off the lid. At that moment, he froze. Am I really about to fuck a complete stranger's cremated ashes? He asked himself quietly. <laughs> he knew it was a line he shouldn't cross. The capitalist had fantasized about this many times before, but actually doing it was a whole new thing. He thought about what his peers would think of him if they found out how much it would damage his reputation, how terrible it would be for business. He had so much to lose. He looked around for a second. He was sitting on his expensive desk at his beautifully decorated office, which was on the top floor of the tallest building of Ancapistan. The door was locked. He was alone and he knew he could trust the guy who sold your mortal remains to him. Discretion was his number one rule. Fuck it, he finally concluded while putting his hand inside the urn and gently grabbing some of the gray dust that once was you. 
The capitalist proceeded to take his ash-covered hand to his still incredibly hard tick and started to slowly jerk it off. The feeling of the dead sand being rubbed against his cock skin was better than he could have ever imagined. He couldn't help but let out a louder-than-expected moan. Part of him worried that someone could have heard it, but at this point he was just too horny to care. He got more of it on his hand and went back to stroking his member, this time at a faster pace. This... This is so weird. The texture was coarse and dry. The pulverized bone fragments really felt harsh against his member's delicate skin. It was kind of painful, which of course only turned him on more. The silent room was filled with the sound of his meat being beaten, his heavy breathing, and the occasional sounds that came from his throat. With his left hand, he grasped the urn and spilled more of its content on his lower body, cleaning himself in the, in the mess he was making, including all the ash remains under his foreskin. Ew. <laughs> oh, he has ash under his foreskin. Ew. <laughs> uh, it would probably be very toilsome, but he couldn't bring himself to care right now. His mind was just lost in all this pleasure, and Cap's heart was beating loud and fast. He could feel his climax approaching already. His, he bit his bottom lip as he continued to ferociously jack off. After a few more strokes, he reached his edge. The man's eyes rolled to the back of his skull and he let out a loud and powerful moan as big loads of cum were shot into the air from his throbbing cock. This was by far the best orgasm he had experienced his whole life. Covered by the mess, which was a mix of your cremated ashes, sweat, and cum, the anarchist didn't move for a few minutes, still affected by the soothing post-nut serenity. He knew he'd eventually have to get up, but for now all he could think of was how great he was feeling. He was definitely going to do that again some other time. Oh god. Well, that was extremely niche, but uh, you know what they say, be the change you want to see in the world. He probably got an, a UTI after rubbing all those ashes on his dick, though. So uh, I, he should see a, a doctor about that. So despite last fic, we're not fully in the narration section yet because there's still one more summary I want to do. This is a fic that takes place in our world because it has Drag appearing as himself, but he's also apparently in a relationship with one of his characters who exists as a separate person from him. Uh, not confusing at all, okay. But anyway, it starts with Drag waking up in Kami's arms because that makes sense, I guess. So Drag, <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Drag gets up to go to the bathroom and he's looking at his rockin' bod but there's a little spot of fat he just can't seem to get rid of. Then he keels over and vomits in the toilet, and the revelation hits him, and he panics. He and Kami always use protection, like taking a fat shit after sex. So he gets out a pregnancy test from the back of his medicine cabinet. <laughs> it takes out his 6.2-inch cock. I don't know why they were so specific about how long his dick was. And he pees on it, and I was... Oh my god, I was laughing so hard at just the concept of this alone that I almost overlooked how it said that the urine drained from his balls <laughs> because pee is stored in the balls. <laughs> oh, pee is not stored in the balls. Pee is stored in the mind. Pee is stored in the heart. Pee is stored in the soul. No, pee is stored in your bladder, goddammit. Uh, but the test comes up positive and he is faced with this choice. Keep it or yeet it. Those are the actual words they use, okay? Kami hears the commotion as Dragon knocks down all the shampoo bottles. And he sees the test and he's like, oh, cool. Uh, we're going to be family. I'm so thrilled. 
He's like, no, comrade, it's not your offspring, it's our offspring, because we're having- it's a real communism moment, right? There is a sequel to this fic where they get an ultrasound, and it's revealed that Dreg is actually not Dregnant. <laughs> Sorry, that's the whole reason I wanted to cover this fic, because it's called Dregnancy. And I couldn't resist it. So he's not Dregnant. He actually has a very aggressive form of late-stage ball cancer. Maybe that's why his pee was in his balls in the first one, because his his balls were in his abdomen? I, I, uh, <laughs> Imagine you think you're pregnant and you just have ball cancer instead. <laughs> oh my god, why? <laughs> anyway, there's only so long you can avoid ANCAP in this episode, so... I'd like to continue our narration portion of the episode with some longer fix. And as we all know, cat boys, cat girls, and nya binaries are all the rage these days, so I'm just gonna read this. It's not like it was the first time ANCAP had tried and succeeded at buying a person. Women and minorities were not people in his eyes, only customers, but if Facebook had taught him anything, the customer could always become the product. This time it was different. You see, Ancap was very straight, heterosexual even, but this evening he was purchasing the company of a non-female individual, a quote-unquote kitty femboy nya nya as the escort's bio had read. All of Ancap's previous sexual encounters had been with women. Even his child brides were female. This was a new low for Ancap. Seventh wife, Karen, had just left him and took the kids and his third beach house. What a bitch. Ancap needed a break, something fresh and new, and wearing kitty ears. None of his previous wives would put on the ears, and none of the female hookers he had purchased deserved them. No matter how much he begged, Samantha refused the ears, Caitlin called him a freak, and Karen laughed in his face Well, now who's laughing, Karen? No more child support for you, you botched bitch. And Kat may have been a, a heterosexual, but he knew no self-respecting female would do what he desired. He had no choice. This was the world's fault for creating kitty ears and hookers, and also maid outfits, fuck maid outfits, and the destruction they'd brought upon his life. He pulled his Model Y Tesla into the parking lot of a seemingly abandoned motel. Good, discretion was crucial to this operation. If the lawyers found out about this night, Karen could take away much more than his precious third beach house. He casually made his way over to the only illuminated window and tapped on the glass. A man with a curly mustache yanked the door open and pulled him inside. The man straightened his top hat and stuck his hand out impatiently, almost as if this was an illegal interaction. Ancap rummaged through his jacket pocket and pulled out a couple thousand dollars. He counted out exactly $1,373 bills and handed them to the man. How much to keep the cat? Sauce me a fiver and keys all yours. Oh yeah, you know how it is, baby! <laughs> yeah! And kept handed the mustached man a crisp $5 note and sat down on the bed. The man tipped his hat and scurried out of the room, leaving Anne Cap alone with his thoughts. This may have been a mistake. Did he just permanently rent out a motel kitty hooker? Anne Cap could feel the regret churning in his stomach. He was straight, so why did he buy himself a femboy kitty nya nya? He should be calling his wife and apologizing for propositioning the maiden instead of trying to fuck a hooker in a motel. Just as he was reaching for his blackberry, the door creaked open. Hey, master, I'm Ancom. Queequem. Nya. Ancap's jaw dropped. 
<laughs> this was the most beautiful hooker he had ever seen. The hooker's eyes glistened, and Key's dark. Is it Quee or Key? I don't even fucking Quee. I think it's Quee. Quee's dark, fluffy hair blended perfectly with the pristine kitty ears perched upon Quee's head. The hooker, who had introduced Quemself as Ancom, closed the door behind Quem and took a small step toward Ancap. No need to be nervous, Kitty. Ancap smirked, putting up a facade of confidence. Was in his best bet in impressing the Kitty of his dreams. Nervous, Ancom replied. Master, the only way I could be nervous is if you were a cop, which you are clearly not. Nah, don't worry. I've killed enough cops to know if a man is one or not. Not sure whether or not the hooker was kidding, and slightly offended that Kui automatically assumed that he couldn't be a private officer of the law. Ancap reclined onto the mattress and raised his eyebrows at Ancom. Really? Then why don't you come over here and prove what a tough kitty you are? Ancap could feel that room's energy change from surprised awkwardness to something else, and he was ready. After seven marriages of waiting, it was finally time to embrace his deepest desires. It was time to embrace the kitty ears barely able to contain his excitement he motioned for ancom to join him on the bed ancap awed at the way ancom's striped pastel thigh highs cut into Quee's tender flesh this was too much he couldn't take it he needed to bury himself deep inside quem right now ancom stopped just shy of ancap's lap he could see the shadow of a grin behind Quee's pastel face mask as Quee lifted Quee's skirt ever so slightly. Ancap sucked in a sharp breath, marveling at the few centimeters of the eye revealed to him. But just as he leaned in to grasp a hold of the thigh in front of him, Ancom dropped the skirt back down, shrouding Quee's thighs from Ancap's view. What a filthy tease! Wrapping Quee's arms around Ancap's neck, Ancom lifted a sock-covered knee and placed it beside Ancap's hip. Before Ancap could balance himself, Ancom had already pushed him backwards onto the bed. With the kitty hooker perched on top of his crotch, there was no way that Ancap could avoid the growing hardness in his professional slacks. Fuck heterosexuality. Karen was a bitch anyway. Master Ancom won, grinding Quee's hips from side to side. Ancap only groaned in response. Would you like to buy some LSD? The two made eye contact, and it was on. Ancap all but tore off Ancom's face mask reached up and pulled Quem down into a kiss, flipping Quem over in the process. The feeling of Quee's body in his arms only made Ancap's desire to fuck the kitty's thigh even stronger. Oh, sweet Elon! <laughs> the, sh the socks, the skirt, and most importantly, the kitty ears. How the hell did Ancap wait so long to entangle himself in this grand experience? Alright, so there's more of their sex scene, but I'm gonna stop reading there because I really just wanted to get to Oh Sweet Elon and move on to our next fic titled Seize My Means of Reproduction, The Sentient Manifestation of Communism Pounds My Gay Tanky Ass. <laughs> it's pretty much that. It's pretty much that, but why don't we take a look? Here we go, guys. After another long day of owning the libs and white knighting for Mao and Stalin, I made my way to my Mark shrine with my daily offering of bread. Surprisingly, the bread disappears every night without fail. I'm not a religious person. Religion is counter-revolutionary, but I believe that it's some higher presence. Most likely Daddy Marx or Mommy Lenin. <laughs> Why is Lenin Mommy? <laughs> what? 
my mother says it's the rats because her basement that I live in is full of them. But I want to believe anyway, because sometimes it's hard being a communist. Everyone who's not a self-proclaimed communist thinks I'm literally advocating for the USSR. Not like I'm not, but their version of 40s Russia is skewed to say the least. And everyone who claims to be a communist is a filthy revisionary. I mean, they don't even care what Lenin would have had to say about trans people and sex workers. I look at my beautiful shrine as I prepare for bed by faithfully annotating my already well-worn copy of Das Kapital, Volume 1. As the gentle candlelight from my shrine flickers in the background, I drift off to sleep. I am rudely and rather unceremoniously awakened by the crunching of bread. I turn over, my eyes still heavy with sleep. Is it the ghost of Daddy Marks, or is it just a rat my mother told me about? Nothing could prepare me for the sight I saw before me. Leaning on the wall beside my shrine is the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life, chowing down on the lovingly prepared slice of bread. I can't help but stare at his perfectly chiseled abs and jawline and his gorgeous hair under a rather crudely made ushanka. He's wearing a trench coat without any shirt and the most ridiculous combat boots I've ever seen. He looks oddly familiar, but my sleep-deprived mind can't seem to make sense of why or connect him to anyone. My jaw drops silently, and finally, the gorgeous stranger catches wind of my lustful staring. Embarrassed, he whips around, nearly dropping his bread in the process. Ah, uh, comrade, you're awake. I'm here to talk to you about communism, he says in a thick, if not somewhat inaccurate, Russian accent. I look up at him, starry-eyed. So it's been you who's eating my bread, I say, nodding. Well, not exactly. This is first time I've come, comrade, but you've recognized me, yet? I squint, neurons firing off my brain in an attempt to put this whole bizarre situation together. Suddenly it all falls in place. You're political satire YouTuber Dreg, also known as Greg Guevara, aren't you? I reply. He shakes his head. Not exactly, Milea. I'm not affiliated with Dreg in any way. He's cringe fence-sitter. I am sentient manifestation of communism, and I am here to reward you for your tireless praxis. I'm sorry my Russian accent is so bad. I'm trying. But hey, it says it's not a good Russian accent in the, in the text, so um, anyway, continues. My cheeks flush involuntarily. Reward? How exactly? Then why do you look like him? He chortles wholeheartedly and looks back at me. You see, I come to comrades in the form of what is most appealing to them. So it is your issue that you simp for mediocre men like that, da? I flush, my face reddening. But, but why do you speak like Dreg's character then? Why do you splatter gratuitous Russian text? It simply makes it easier for uneducated people to recognize me as the one, the only communism. I embody every stereotype that exists about communists. I am Russian and Chinese and Jewish all at the same time, and obviously, I am homosexual. I can't believe this. He's like a wet dream come true so much so that it's unsettling. That's impossible. You're just a straw man version of this ideology. Uh, so are you, he says, gaze settling around my communism shrine. And that's exactly why I want you. You're going to fuck me and you're going to assimilate into me. You're going to become communism. I scoff, skeptical. That's ridiculous. Just believing in something strongly doesn't make me any less of a person, if that's what you're trying to say. There's no line between an ideologue and a person. Your beliefs are you. They reflect the sort of person you are. You're not just an extension of your beliefs. Rather, it's the other way around. A good point, comrade, but you know that's not always true. They have more circular relationship, yeah? People shape themselves around religion all the time. It could be the same for politics, don't you think? In any case, you do want to fuck, yeah? This might be your only chance. You are a drag fan, after all. And drag fan is just synonym for virgin. 
<laughs> I look down in shame. He's right. I am a cringe dreg fan. A hopeless commie. No one is ever going to bang me. My dick is already half hard from just looking at him, listening to his sultry, assertive voice. Against my better judgment and longevity, I accept his proposal. All right, let, let's do it. Let's... I pause, eyes averting his gaze in embarrassment. Let's fuck. Instantly, he pulls down his pants, revealing a sizable bulge. It's glowing red, which I'm pretty sure isn't normal. <laughs> Additionally, his piss hole is shaped like a tiny hammer and sickle. Oh my god! I wonder if his ejaculate comes out like Play-Doh out of those funnily shaped holes. For what it's worth, it's kind of hot though, banging my own political beliefs. <laughs> I take off my shirt and boxers too, and the sentient manifestation of communism hums appreciatively. <laughs> nice cock, comrade, he smirks. A little on the small side, but your balls have a delicate asymmetry to them, and you're surprisingly well-groomed for someone who never gets sex. <laughs> Thanks. I blush at the lewd compliment. Instinctively, I get on my knees and open my mouth to let his dick in. In return, I get my cheek slapped with a large serving of, of the people's cock. You're such a slutty little gay little commie little twink, he murmurs before shoving his cock far down my throat. He's not gentle. He's pulsing with revolutionary fervor. I feel an upright... <laughs> I feel an uprising! I feel an uprising happen in my own pants as he slides in and out of my mouth. I'm more turned on than I've ever been in my whole life. He's just using me as a tool to further the international proletariat revolution and I love every second of it. His cock seems to be glowing redder and redder by the minute and mine is almost painfully erect. As much as I love sucking him off, I want to get it off too. He releases his iron grip on my hair as I part from his monster dog, breathless. I bend over the bed, presenting my gay asshole to him. I want it in my ass, I pant. Seize my means of reproduction. <laughs> he grips my ass, teasing me with the tip. Slowly, he presses into the depths of my hot butt cheeks and rakes past the ring of muscle. I cry out in a mix of pleasure and pain. He thrusts into me slowly but firmly. Frustrated and sexually repressed, I exclaim harder. Treat me like I'm a naughty little kulak who needs to be taught a lesson and have their property redistributed for the good of the masses. He happily obliges, ramming it in and out of me with a renewed vengeance. I moan uncontrollably and he slams a hand over my mouth to silence me. As we come together, I shut my eyes and see nothing but red my body feels like it's melting into some sort of tanky void i come harder than i ever have in my life not only am i sexually stimulated i am also touched emotionally all my life i wanted a higher purpose to feel like part of something something more than petty twitter feuds and back and forths on reddit and now my wish is finally coming true i turn around to face him watching his red <laughs> His red cum drip out of my gay ass. It doesn't phase me. Red is now my favorite color. It's always been my favorite color. He cups my face not aggressively like before, but gently and lovingly. This isn't the touch of someone who's just using me. It's a lover's touch. The touch of someone who truly cares about me and wants me more than anything in the world. Slowly, sensually, but close the gap between us. I close my eyes. I feel myself melting, melting into him like two balls of wax being heated into a pot and stirred gently. Red. Red. I see red. Sensual. Powerful red. Beautiful red. Revolutionary red. Red. Where I begin and end. Uh, I love that. I mean, this was all insane, but my favorite part was that his urethral opening was shaped like a hammer and a sickle. And his red cum? I mean, he should get that checked out. Because you know when Cannibal Corpse has a song about it? You, you should see a doctor. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so let's get to our last pick of the day. I know Nazi has not been in this episode yet, but that's about a change. This one's called Nazi pays Cap to have unfulfilling missionary style sex with him while wearing a dress. I feel like I'm introducing a song that I'm about to play. Like, this one goes out to all you lonely boys who are sexually repressed. Yeah. And I'm going to read it in full because while I love some of our other selections today, I feel like this one might be the best. It's just disturbingly in character. So let's read it. Nazi stared at the yellow tinted door in front of him and it stared back. Was he really doing this? Was it worth chipping away at his self-righteousness just for some release? Surely there must be a better way than this. Perhaps shock therapy? Nazi shook his head. He just needed to get it out of his system. But why with Ancap again? Because he can be sure Kami and Ancom would agree and not spread rumors about him. Left this disgusted him anyway. And he tried to block the voice in his head that was asking him why it was because they were leftists and not men that he felt repulsed about having sex with them. His eyes were zooming in on different shades of yellow that the wood on the door produced, and he went over his thoughts, eventually going over the lines he planned on saying again. He just needed to knock, and Ancap would answer the door. He'd present a reasonable argument, some money, and the bag. Speaking of the bag, the handles on the large brown paper shopping bag he was now holding were beginning to dampen from how much his hands were sweating. God, why was he acting like such a soy boy? He just needs to fucking knock, knock, knock. Who is it? came the snobby voice, white identitarian. There was silence on the other end for a second before the yellow door was replaced with an equally yellow person. Ancap looked slightly disheveled as he looked up into Nazi's face. No hello, just an expectation of an explanation. May I come in? Nazi asked. What for? I'm here for business, he answered. What kind? Nazi was beginning to feel agitated. Why couldn't the other just let him talk? I'm here to ask about your services, he began, and when Ancap didn't reply, he continued, I have money. Well, why didn't you just say so? Come in, come in, Ancap said buoyantly, the mood becoming lighter as they stepped into the middle of his room with Nazi closing the door behind him. Which of my services, Ancap? Nazi cut him off. As you know, the goal in my intimate relationships is to find a wife and have children with her, but as of late, my uh, duties have made it hard for me to settle down and properly find said wife to be intimate with. And uh, as a man, this is a... Uh, as Nazi spoke, Ancap was becoming more and more discomforted, eyeing the bag and giving mm-hmm's to show that he was listening. Dear God, had the Nazi finally snapped? Was he about to go on some incel rampage and he'd be the first victim? What was in that bag? It can lead to frustrations, sexual frustrations. I do not have the time to go looking for a spouse to relieve myself of my natural desires. And Cap's frown crept into a grin as Nazi went on. So what it is that I'm asking you is that we have, uh, you and me should have intercourse. And I would pay you, of course. And uh, this doesn't... Oh, Nazi, I'm so glad you've finally come to terms with your sexuality. It was Ancap's turn to interrupt as he sat down at his desk with a piece of paper. Now let's just talk about prices as I get this consent form ready. Are you a top or a bottom? No, I... No shame in being a bottom, Nazi. Some of my most powerful clients are. If you have any fetishes, feel free to let me know so I can give you an accurate price estimate. Wait, do you know what fetishes are? Well, no, Yes, Ancap. Is that what's in the bag? I'll do just about anything. What toys did you bring? Toys? No, Ancap. Listen to me. Nazi's face had become significantly flushed. The notion of Ancap not even asking questions about the fact he wanted to have sex with him or trying to poke holes through his explanation. As all this talk about fetishes and toys and positions, this wasn't what he expected. He felt a twinge of disgust at just how eager Ancap seemed. Sure, it was clearly because he would be making bank off Nazi, but no man under any circumstances should be this enthusiastic about having sex with another man. He tried to push down his own excitement. 
look at cap i just want this to be simple i'll be in and out nazi tried to explain so you're gonna be topping and cap said smirking as, as he started to write on the piece of paper in and out of your bedroom all you libertarians are the same perverted degenerate <sighs> nazi felt his anger dissipate when he remembered the bag he was still holding here he sighed and cap grabbed the bag and peeked into it under the sunglasses nazi couldn't judge the expression and cap's eyebrows barely twitched but he remained silent usually nazi hated the sunglasses he wore at all times it felt like a disrespect to authority to not make eye contact but at this moment he was just sort of glad he couldn't figure out what the other was thinking as he stared in at the contents of the bag finally ancap put the bag down and reached into his suit he pulled out a little plastic baggie smaller than a sandwich bag and turned around nazi froze his eyebrows and then heard what sounded like a deep inhale as ancap's head moved across the table did he just ancap threw his head up and wiped his nose as he inhaled what sounded like snot nazi crinkled his own nose in immediate disgust at the realization of what he'd just done that was degenerate he exclaimed do you want me to do my job well or not and cap asked snidely while wiping his nose again Ugh, job nazi scoffed this is gonna cost you at least double by the way he signed the finished consent form and they bickered about what the price should be and when nazi presented the payment and cap began whining about the state currency and central banking it felt like his dick was retracting into itself as he resisted the urge to strangle the free marketeer fine and cap finally huffed taking the money i'll convert it later nazi rolled his eyes as and cap took the bag and went into his closet to change you can keep your sunglasses on nazi called out to him i was planning to where'd you get this anyway and comms room there was a second of just rustling stealing violates the i'm gonna return it besides he probably stole it before i did before i i borrowed it you expect that degenerate to have paid for it uh, I suppose not. And Cap didn't sound too sure. This this is private business, right, And Cap? Now Nazi didn't sound too sure. This stays between just us, right? Of course, I keep all my business with clients in the highest confidentiality. And Cap replied with a laugh. I mean, unless you'd like to recommend my services to any of your other repressed friends. Nazi scowled and they remained in silence until Ancap finally stepped out. He could feel his, his face heat up at the sight of him in the green frilly polka dot dress that stood out boldly against his yellow aura. There had been a corset to go with it, which ever so slightly gave Ancap a more feminine figure. The knee-high lacy socks also helped give his legs a feminine quality. There was definitely an erection forming in his pants because he was imagining this as a woman and he was just really sex deprived not because a man was wearing a dress for him and this had unlocked some sort of same sex humiliation kink he just discovered he had and cap smiled back at him and took a sultry step forward he reached out to touch his chest but nazi batted his hand away don't touch me faggot he hissed before scratching the back of his neck it was a reflex just get on the bed the things i do for the economy Autonomy, Ancap said dramatically before crawling on his bed and spreading his legs. Nazi unbuckled his belt and pulled his pants down before going over. Once he did, he was met with the sight of Ancap's dress pulled up revealing his flaccid dick. Nazi looked like a deer caught in some headlights before ripping his eyes away and covering them like a kid when the unexpected sex scene comes on during a movie with his parents. He waved his hands violently at Ancap. I don't want to see that, Ancap, he shrieked. His face looked practically beat red under the blue aura and cap shrugged and pulled the dress down so everything was covered you think you've never seen a dick before he said with a slightly uncomfortable air to his voice i get that you're oppressed and all but i'm paying you to act like a woman and cap women don't have dicks so i don't want to look at your dick i want to have sex with a woman not a man what don't you get 
Nazi, if you just want to fuck a woman so bad, we don't have to do the silly roleplay stuff. I can just hook you up with one of my associates. She's in the prostitute business, you know, a real professional. Not that I'm not- Stop talking, Nazi wound. Nobody was going to get him to say he wanted to fuck a man, so this whole roleplay thing was just to ease his conscience so he could tell himself that this was a last resort because no one else was available and at least he was pretending it was a woman. It's not gay if you're pretending the guy you're fucking is a woman, right? Just don't talk, okay? He seethed. It ruins everything. I can't, I can't properly get it up if I'm hearing a guy's voice, okay, Ancap? So just shut the fuck up for once in your life for the whole time. Ancap wanted to mention the fact that Nazi was pretty damn hard at the moment, but he kept his mouth shut as told. He spread his legs slightly wider and made sure to keep the dress covering him. He patted the spot in front of him as if to say, feel free to begin. Nazi sighed as he jerked his dick slightly and got into the bed with him. He positioned himself in front of Ancap's ass before Ancap suddenly held his hand out in a stopping motion. He grabbed some lube from the bedside table's drawer and handed it over to Nazi, who looked at it in disgust. He looked back over at Ancap and sighed. I suppose it'll feel more like a pussy, he muttered while squeezing some onto his fingers. Nazi took Ancap's hips and scooted him forward. He hesitantly looked at his fingers before sliding one into Ancap's ass. Ancap had no reaction to this. He just lay there calmly. Nazi frowned. He'd never done this before. The walls of his ass felt warm, and when it twitched slightly around his finger, he grimaced. He proceeded to push another in, then another. Ancap tossed his head to the side. He arched his back slightly, and Nazi tore his fingers out of that. You're ready, he grumbled, slicking his cock with the remaining lube on his fingers. Nazi finally pushed it in, watching it disappear under the dress. He exhaled as he did so, and grabbed onto the ruffles of the dress. This was it, it was finally happening. His dick was in another guy's ass. Or, uh, woman's pussy, yes. He gripped the ruffles and, staring blankly at the sequins on Ancap's waist, began pumping in and out. He didn't want to look him in the face. Ancap focused on the dick inside him. It wasn't as big as some other guy's dicks he'd had, but it was decent. Every so often, the steady pace Nazi was going would break up into aggressive thrusts followed by a pause, then fast humping. Ancap felt himself getting an erection. He winced as it strained against his dress. Every thrust made it bob against the soft material. He went to reach down to touch it, but Nazi grabbed his, his wrist. Pleasure is only for the man, Nazi said indignantly. Ancap gritted his teeth but placed his arms at his side. He gave the Gadsden flag on the wall behind Nazi a blank stare and, and tried to take the focus off the throbbing between his legs. He attempted to think of the cryptocurrency he'd have later, but that only made it worse. Nazi ran his hands over Ancap's thighs for a second before holding his legs up to get a better angle. Ancap could see the sweat beginning to form on his face as he leaned over him, eyes closed tight. The deep flush on his face was be beginning to overpower his blue aura. His face was practically glowing red, reminding him of Kami. Ugh. He looked up at the ceiling and pushed his sunglasses back up to the bridge of his nose. His eyes widened under them as Nazi picked up the pace and with one one sharp thrust nailed him straight in the prostate. Oh, Nazi. The surprised moaning of the other's name could have only been expected from Ancap at that moment, but it only earned him a harsh slap across the face. Nazi definitely hadn't expected it. He hated how much hearing the other man's voice say his name like that sent a fire-like feeling under his skin. The slap was involuntary, simply a reflex. And Cap's mouth opened and closed, and he looked to the side in shock. His cheek felt hot from the slap, and he wanted to cry out about the NAP, but he kept his silence. 
Nazi clearly wasn't in his right mind, and what was the point when he was about to come anyway? His head buzzed as he heard nothing but small grunts and the wet slapping, and he did it again, right on the prostate, and then again, Ancap bit his tongue so hard that he began to taste blood as he tried to stifle any noise. Jesus, did Nazi know exactly where to hit? Was he doing it on purpose? His vision got fuzzy and he couldn't take it anymore. He loudly moaned the other's name, not caring if he got slapped again while rolling his hips as his cum spurted into the dress. This pushed Nazi over the edge and he yanked his dick out of Ancap before furiously jerking it off. It spewed all over the dress and with a groan he milked out a few more beads of cum. They were both left raggedly breathing as they came down from the high of their orgasms. Ancap settled into his afterglow as he pushed Nazi off of him so he could peel himself out of the cum-stained dress. Nazi himself was, was settling into a state of post-nut clarity. Had he really just... Ugh, he tried to remember what he was thinking of specifically when he came. Was he thinking of a girl or, or Ancap? All that was so fucking degenerate. His regretful brooding came to a pause when Ancap tossed the dress at him. You're paying for dry cleaning, Ancap hummed. Nazi stared blankly at the dress in his lap. What? The, the dry cleaning? This was all your idea and I can't imagine Ancom would have find dried cum all over his dress. Nazi thought that there'd probably been dried cum before Ancap put the dress on. He may have just spent money to have sex with another man, but he wasn't about to spend money on the SJW's fag dress. But he kept thoughts to himself and simply said okay. Ancap nodded and dusted off the suit he'd put back on. He gave Nazi back the paper bag so he could put the dirty dress in it. With a smile, he held out his hand and Nazi awkwardly took it for a handshake. It was a pleasure doing business with you, Nazi. Now get out of my room. That's the fic. Props to Nazi for doing it missionary, because I know that if I was a repressed gay guy, I'd want to fuck the other guy from behind so I wouldn't have to see his face. There's also a, a sequel where Nazi and Ancap get walked in on by the leftists, but I won't be covering it because this episode's run long enough. But if you like this, check that out. It's literally just called the same thing, but two next episode i'm bringing back the avatar rare pair series just for one more episode it'll be the first rare pairs episode i'm doing following the little renaissance the phantoms had so maybe there'll be some new pairings for me to dig into so today be covered eat the rich by very shitty alt meat grinder full by small mellow and cat fucks your cremated ashes by churros 69 dragonancy yes <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I know that's a pun, but it's no. Dragnancy, a novelette by I write drins, not tragedies. Kitty ears by Drainpipe, with a J, of course. Seize my means of reproduction. The sentient manifestation of communism pounds my gay tanky ass by funny poopies. And Nazi pays Ancap to have unfulfilling missionary style sex with him while wearing a dress by Kin underscore Krat. The bar is low is on Instagram. You can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You know what's coming up next. If you have a fix to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, Wunchkiss Thoughticus. This is the bar is low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.